Welcome to CruxCast. Whether you're in your car, at work, or at home, we hope you enjoy this interview. And if you do, you can find more like it on cruxinvestor.com. So please subscribe. We're talking today to Tyler Rice, who's the CEO of Margo Resources, and also Linda Caron, the VP of Exploration. Their share prices recently moved from $0.07 cents to $0.11, cents, and we wanted to find out why. They're speaking to us from the field, so we're doing this interview by phone. They want to tell us about the robust systems that they are seeing and also the large intercepts. They want to give us an update about the recent raise of 550K and what it's going to be used for. James Maxwell has also joined their advisory committee and we want to understand why. And they're also going to give us a little update on the Cassia drill data review following last week's press release. They seem quite excited. Let's find out why. So let's talk to Linda first. Good morning, Linda. How are you? I am very well, thank you. Wonderful. So we we haven't spoken for a few weeks. Um, what are you up to at the moment? I mean, I know you're out in the field, which is why we're speaking by phone. Um, what's happening? Yeah, I'm up in camp. <clears throat> I've been here for about a week this stint, and uh, the crews were on our second rotation of crew, making great progress, seeing a ton of stuff. It's uh, really exciting times. Every day, people are coming back with new new finds. Uh, we're doing mapping and sampling, and just trying to get our head wrapped around this project. It's a, it's a very big project. And so, you know, a lot of historic work, but it was focused in a very narrow area. So we're trying to just do a first pass visit to some of the other areas, just to look and see what's there. A lot of the historic work was on the Table Mountain side, where there's the high-grade veins, and mm. that's not our primary focus right now. We're really more interested in the bulk tonnage target. So just re-looking at, at known areas um, where people had been, you know, they, they noticed something interesting, but they maybe didn't evaluate it from the point of view of the bulk tonnage mineralization. Right, because I know we, we interviewed Steve Letwin recently. He was very excited by what you guys have got. That they, sorry, that's Steve Letwin of I Am Gold, CEO. Um, he's obviously has a position in your company. Um, I know you'll have been talking, and when he kind of uh, he, he talked to us, I think two, three weeks ago, he seemed to feel that this was the equivalent of a Cisco in the early days, so which is which is sort of a high praise in indeed. I mean, are you see what are you seeing there whilst you've been up in camp? Yeah, it just blows my mind at the size of this system. I mean, you know, the Taurus area, which is where we have the one million ounce inferred resource, has about a two kilometer by one kilometer footprint. And not all of that is part of the resource, but you can see the alteration continues. But if you go a kilometer away, there's another system that's the same size, that's really had, there's no resource for it, it's had very little drilling. Um, and right now we're working up on a target called the Lucky, which has a similar footprint size. Um, all the same things we're seeing. We visited another one yesterday, totally different area. Um, so I'm just seeing big legs to this system. I think that, you know, the focus has been on Taurus and I'm, you know, I'm confident that's real. There's, there's gold there, but I think that there's a whole number of other Tauruses out there just waiting for us to, to develop them. And that, I'm obviously that's, that's a long-term plan and it takes a lot of drilling, but 
I was saying to Tyler last week, I think we could be working here for the next 10 years and we'd still be making new discoveries. It's wow. just that big a system. That, okay, well, that's, that, that, that's really interesting. I mean, I guess if it's the size and scale that you, you think it is, you're going to need some help some, sometime down the line in terms of uh, maybe partnerships, JVs. Is that part of the consideration or are we just focused on trying to identify what's, what's there now? I think for now we're just trying to get you know boots on the ground and get a really good understanding of what's going on, and then you know obviously it's going to take it's going to take a bunch of money to really fully test this area, and and it's a long term proposition. Well, I mean, talking of which, and I know we're going to speak to Tyler in a bit. Um, you guys have just raised the next tranche of money, and you I know you're doing it you know small amounts, steady and and. Uh, and spending that frugally, as, as you told me last time. Um, what are you planning on doing with that money? I think for now, um, you know, we, we don't want to be too dilutive, and we really think the shares are undervalued. They're trading at 11 cents today, so things are starting to move in the right direction. Mm. Um, <clears throat> but, it, yeah, I think for this season, what we'll be doing is, uh, updating the 43101 resource for the Taurus. We're going to be doing a lot of mapping and rock, rock sampling just to identify other targets that we may want to drill next year. Mm. Um, and, um, and we're taking care of some of the outstanding reclamation issues. The, the previous operators, of which there have been many, really didn't do a great job of cleaning up after themselves and that's become a problem with the ministry and so we want to just come in and do things right from day one and and take the hit on the cost of that i mean we're we talking a lot of money or is are we going to make sure that the most of the money's going into the ground yeah <laughs> one of the things is there's a whole bunch of old equipment um that, you know, there are some assets that are really no value to us. You know, they're specific tires for a specific piece of machinery that we don't own anymore that are probably worth a couple of grand a piece. And so the idea is just to get a, you know, to, to sell some of that stuff, and that should cover the cost of, of a lot of the reclamation. Okay, okay. Okay, you really are being quite frugal. Um, I mean, obviously, you must be quite... We really are, yeah. <laughs> you really are. Uh, We've last... got a Dutch accountant as a president. <laughs> that's true, that's true. Um, I, I'm going to have to ask Tyler about this. Um, his possible Scottish roots. Um, so, we, we, when we last spoke, the shares were at $0.07, cents and now at 11 Do you, Obviously, that, that's very positive. Is that a factor of gold? spot price going up or is that a factor of the people starting to listen to your message i think that i think it's a messaging issue i still think we're tremendously undervalued um but i think we're starting to get recognition you know people didn't know who we are and and then you know it's a new project for us and you can talk all you want but until you're on the ground you just talk and um and then you know a lot of people were waiting for that June 20th shareholder vote from Wild Sky because that was the sort of the final piece we needed uh, to say that the deal was done. Mm -hmm. And so since that day, you know, we've been, we've had that news release you saw, which was some of the historic drill results. And they're like, well, we just searched the database and we were looking for anything that was bigger than, a thicker than 100 meters and better than a gram. 
And, you know, there are a whole bunch of those. And that, that's, a, that's a really good quality intercept. And it's a sign that the, that the system is robust. It's not just, you know, little veins with mineralization spread over a big interval. We're talking long, continuous mineralized intercepts. And that's what you need in these bulk tonnage systems. So, so we, you know, we've been waiting on that news release until we knew we had the property for sure. So after that June 20th shareholder vote went through, we put that news release out. And I just think we're starting to get attention. People are watching now. People are, are listening. I think, and, I, I, think, um, I think that's right, actually. Um, you know, we, we've certainly had a few questions thrown at us uh, with regards to what you've done after, the, you know, the, the last interview we did with you. Um, people are keen to know more, and you know we should we should arrange that we should arrange to speak when you perhaps you're back from the field with a bit more of a view of what's going on. But let me ask you about the yeah. announcement from last week, which was the Cassio drill data review. Um, what were you trying to achieve, and what picture has that been able to paint for you? I think what we were trying to achieve is to show people that this is a big, robust system um and I, I think you know those intercepts do that now the f the first one in the list and i don't have it in front of me but we we did two columns of data and one is actual assays composited assays over the interval and then there are sometimes there are very high grade values because there is coarse gold in this so if you happen to get a flake of coarse gold in in the core sample, the value is very high. If you don't, the value is lower. So one of the, you know, one of the things that industry typically does is take that very high value and cut it way back to, to a more appropriate number. So we chose 30 grams to cut it back. And you can see the first um, interval in that table, the grade just about goes in half. Because, of, because it's being weighted by a couple of really high-grade intervals. Mm -hmm. But the second one in the table doesn't change at all. So I think we're quite confident that the gold is there, the average grade is right, and we may actually get an upgrade in values. One of the things we want to do when we drill it is to use a larger core size. If we use HQ core, which is quite a large diameter, you're capturing a bigger sample. You have more of a chance of capturing those gold flakes, so getting a better representative estimate of the gold value. All the previous drilling was much smaller. So I think, I think that by using bigger drilling, we'll actually see the, the gold grade go up uh, in that resource. Right, okay, well, you know, that's exciting. That infers additional costs. Is that part of your planning in terms of your costs going forward? It's not that big a deal. Um, you know, we put out some some tenders for drilling, and, you know, we just told the guys what we wanted for core size, and we got some really competitive bids in. I think industry is a little slow right now, and drillers are hungry, and people want to get in on the first program with us on a project that's going to go on for many, many years. And so, True. yeah, we can. True. We, I, d we I do really the same. I do the same, Linda. Um, yeah. <laughs> bid, bid low, get in, long-term contracts, I, I, I can see that. Okay, um, can we just talk about James Maxwell? Um, obviously, we know him from Sabina. Um, 
how did he get introduced? Why have you brought him on board? What's he going to do? What's the value that he's going to bring to the, to the table? So that's probably a better question for Tyler. I can speak briefly about it. Uh, But he and Tyler have a relationship. He's certainly somebody that's known to our technical team. You know, we've all followed the successes in his career. Um, He's a technical guy. He's he's very experienced in the junior sector, which is sometimes we get complaints uh, from shareholders that we're not – as tuned into the junior markets. Um, so we've got the big guys that can help us develop the deposit, but the, you know the process to get there is lacking. And I think James is going to be a tremendous asset. Uh, he's, you know, he's well-connected in the industry, he's well-respected, and he's got experience on this style of deposit. Yeah, I mean, I think he's a note from the, the press release. He's, He's responsible for finding five million ounces um, with yeah. Sabina, which you know obviously helps. And of course, like, you know, everything—it's quite easy to forget. You know, you're you're ex Kinross, you've got Kirkland Lake um, there, and you've got IM Gold. So yeah, it is it is big boy experience, which I guess is very useful. Um, but as you say, no bad thing to have someone like James come in and uh, help at this stage. Um, okay, London. Well, look, thanks for the update. I mean, can you? Um, Let's try and get something in the diary for when you're back from the, from your field trip, and uh, maybe have a proper proper chat then, and uh, you can tell us about what you found. Sure. Let me give you one little anecdote before we close. Beautiful. So Please you do. know, visible visible gold in rocks is hard to find, um, and many geologists would go their career and not find samples with visible gold. So yesterday. We've got a young fellow working with us, and we've had him on some of these reclamation tasks. He's just been here for a week now. And yesterday was his first day out with one of the geologists mapping. And, you know, so they're up at this new prospect, never been drilled, and uh, they come back at the end of the day, his first day in the field, and they found visible gold. Right. So super exciting, and it's just every day is like that. Every day somebody is coming back with a new discovery. New alteration, new veining, new area. Um, it's just a really, really upbeat camp because it's just so exciting. So that's exciting. Fa- that's fantastic. Well, that's genuinely fantastic. I'm very, very pleased for you. Um, and, you know, long way that continue. Um, and we look forward to hearing more about it when, when we speak to you next. Yeah, sounds great. Linda, thanks very much. We'll let you get back. And it's the start of your day there. And you're about to um, go and discover more gold by the sounds of it today. Absolutely. We'll let you do that. Thanks again for your time. Appreciate it. Thanks, Matt. Morning, Tyler. How are you? Great. Thanks. And yourself, Matthew? Not bad. Not bad. It's been a while. Good to catch up with you. It has. Lots going on here. So you've had a bit of exciting news uh, since we spoke. You've you've had uh, James Maxwell join you, the Sabina Exploration Manager, Director, I'm not sure what. Um, but that's a great addition to the team. Uh, so why, why did you come on board? How do you know him? Who, who put you together? Absolutely. Uh, I've known James for a number of years through mutual contacts and uh, connected him at, with him at a, a number of mining conferences. And uh, as I got to know him in greater depth and realizing that he was a significant contributor to growing over 5 million ounces of, of resource with Sabina and other, other properties that he's been involved in, in having 20 years of experience 
as a, a manager and a professional geologist, he just really tweaked one of the gaps that we have with an organization from the junior mining perspective, given that we've got uh, Kirkland Lake, we've got Iron Gold, we've got some great, big, strong names associated with our organization that uh, we, we were able to fortunately invite James Maxwell to our special advisory committee and he joins uh, Steve Letwin on that um, and then rounds it out with Chris Stewart, who's on our board of directors, who's the yeah. president of McEwen Mining. Yeah, pretty, 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 pretty punchy uh, board and, and committee you've got there now. I um, spoke with Linda earlier. She seems very excited with what she's seeing in the field. Um, anecdotal at this point, but um, we're, she said she'll come back on and tell us a little bit more about that in the next uh, couple of weeks when she gets back. But um, to that point, you've raised a bit of money recently for the kind of next phase. I mean, can you tell us how much have you raised? What are you allocating that to? Yes, the second tranche that we just recently closed of $550,000 Canadian of hard and 160000 of flow through is going towards mostly field work mapping and getting our geos up to speed with the property prior to uh, dropping drill bits in. In addition to that, we'll be updating our historic resource that's on the property for a million ounces of uh, resource. And we'll also be working on attending to a number of the uh, reclamation matters that uh, we inherited with the property and that's some low-hanging fruit that we can clean up and move forward to one build stronger community relationships but also to demonstrate to the ministry that we are attending to the matters that uh, were left behind by uh, our predecessors yeah that, that's kind of interesting so you know obviously you're, you're having to stump up the cost for that i mean we're we talking significant money we're we talking tens of thousands we talking hundreds of thousands how much this year, our budget is uh, going to be around 78000 of environmental costs associated with water monitoring and uh, policy preparation with regards to some of the matters that were left behind. And the reason why we were able to get the property so cheap is because we have an ability to demonstrate our attention to dealing with these matters. And that's part and parcel to the tailings remediation work that we've done in the past as well. Is that all going to come out of this uh, current raise or whatever cash flow you've got left? Or is that is that going to maybe move over into the next raise, whenever that is? That's coming out of that's coming out of our current raise. Right. OK, fine. OK. Um, and what else are you planning to do? I mean, where, where, where's the value coming from in terms of the, the next spend, as it were? The value for the next spend is really the lift on going from not having a resource to having a, a compliant 43-101 resource. And that's been engaged and uh, kicked off so that we can start the requisite QAQC to move that forward so we can exit this this calendar year with a compliant 43-101 resource. Right. And that's, to me, the biggest value. Uh, we're supplementing that with uh, having our geos in the field, doing the mapping, cataloging historic information, and going through some of the equipment on site that has substantial value, but not necessarily to us. For example, there's there's a number of wheels on site, but we don't even have the unit that is correlated to said tires. So we're looking at liquidating some of the assets on site that uh, don't have immediate value to our organization. And that cash can then be turned around and uh, utilized to create further shareholder value. Okay. Okay. So, but but it's all it's all kind of small stuff in, in the scheme of things because the, the, the core focus has got to be the identifying where you're going to drill, a bit more sense of what you've got, 
because you know, obviously you, you've, you've been doing a little bit of this, a little bit of storytelling in the marketplace. Share price made from seven cents when we last spoke to, I think 11 cents at the moment. Um, where, where do you think that's come from? Do you think that's just because the, the price of gold's gone up or do you think it's because you, you're better at telling the story in the marketplace? I mean, what's happening? June 20th was a strategic day for Margo Resources as that was the day when uh, the shareholders of Wild Sky voted and approved the transaction. So a lot of our ability to tell the story and, and get our messaging out was subject to that approval. And now that we've bypassed that, we're seeing uh, gold back into the, the spotlight. It's, it's a combination of both, but uh, given our ability to now state that uh, we unequivocally have the uh, cashier property, that gives us a stronger message. Right. Okay. And, you know, I think since we've been talking, you've always done what you said you were going to do, which is great. Um, we have talked in the past about identifying other MA activity um, and targets, I should say. Um, are those sorts of conversations happening? Right now, we're looking at our current acquisition of the Cassiar and triaging the, the properties that were inherited with that acquisition. Mm -hmm. And as you'll note from Linda, every day we're coming back with new opportunities within the, the 60,000 hectares of land that we just uh, inherited with the transaction. And so, yes, we keep our eyes open for other al al alternatives in British Columbia, but we do have a bit of a blinder on until we have fully triaged our recent acquisition. Yeah, because yeah, I think, what, is it, what have you got, 60,000 acres? Or is it hectares? Hectares. Yeah, my yeah. goodness, my goodness, that's, that's a small country. Um, I guess you've got a lot on your plate there, uh, as it is, but um, that'd be inter interesting to see how that, that develops out. So what are you excited about for the next uh, quarter? For the next quarter, getting everything ground truth, uh, having our geos continue their mapping and when when we have geos coming back with visible gold it's it's exciting every day and identifying where we're going to plunk down that first first drill hole and then uh, ultimately looking at our 43101 compliant resource I, I truly believe that's that's the ultimate piece that's going to move our needle uh most strongly okay Tyler, thanks for the update. I appreciate it. Um, look forward to getting the next piece of news from you. Let's let's uh, catch up in the next few weeks when things um, have moved along a bit, okay? Absolutely. Thank you for your time, Matthew. Appreciate it, Tyler. Thanks again. Thank you very much for watching our video. We do aim to give you informed and intelligent information with which to make your investment decisions. So if you liked what you just saw, please give us a thumbs up. And if you want to see more insightful, in-depth, honest, and unbiased interviews, then please click the subscribe button. So thanks again for watching, and we look forward to seeing you again soon.